Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beyond the Roll. It's me, just Jesse now. The story's over. No more flaming arrows and strong sexual tension between um, <laughs> Silas's disguised self and all of my NPCs. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Jesse. I'm joined by Jim Gledhill. Uh, Jim Gledhill here, and there's strong sexual tension between Jesse and I. I mean, I feel like that's had to have come across in the recordings. Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear to me, so. Yeah. Um, I am also joined with, speaking of sexual tension, Mr. Sexual Tension himself, Joe Pinkham. <laughs> what is up? Jesse and I had some sexual tension earlier on the Facebook chat, and it was great. That's true. There is always sexual tension. But none more sexual and animalistic and just raw, passionate sexuality than Zach Ledford. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Set them up and you knock them down. <laughs> Zach, the effect on me is immense. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with those sessions because we're finally like, obviously, I've been like trying to throw stuff in that you guys would find fun and interesting and stuff like that on like your way to Evermore. But mm -hmm. like you guys kind of had a straight and narrow path for a while. Like there was yeah. only so much stuff you could do. And we're finally getting to the parts where I can start like throwing in stuff that you guys just straight up don't know. Mm -hmm. And watching your faces was very fun. I feel like I had a lot of uh, facial expressions this episode. There was a lot of times where I was just like, what? I tried to, um, I tried to screenshot your faces when I said that Sid Roy was going to have to go on the boat with you guys. And I tried <laughs> to, I tried to capture your expression when um, I asked you why your father's been paying Nico. Yeah. Um, but I think I missed that one. I think I hit it too late. Uh, but we'll get to that. Let's talk about part one. Um, so part one was a little bit slower. I mean, both of these were like talking-ish episodes, but I feel like it was different than the last episode because the last episode you guys had your like whole like level up and you had like the fight with mm -hmm. like Dirk and them and then it was more of like a town episode. But I feel like we finally hit to where like lore's coming in and I thought it was fun that everybody... I thought it was fun that everybody like, I guess this is going into part two, but everybody did open up enough to the point where like I could start working in stuff for everybody because mm -hmm. like I was kind of worried about like Wolf, you know, like Wolf isn't from Evermore. So like it's harder to tie in his stuff, but we got a little bit of everything for everybody. Everybody got a scoop of old lore ice cream. It's been like fun too because it, it especially like and obviously it's not this way, but it almost feels like the first four episodes were like the build up to like where this is like really the start. Cause you can just like, you know, introduce our backstories and start weaving together these things. So like, I'm, I'm excited cause that's one of my most favorite parts of D and D is just like, you know, giving your DM a, a backstory and letting them have fun with it, you know, and those surprises and, mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. It just, it kind of feels like that. Like I'm very, like very excited going forward. Not that I haven't been excited, but yeah. Well, I mean like 
it kind of makes sense like that you feel that way because to me at least like everything has kind of been like building to this because this is yeah. you guys' first adventure like mm-hmm. you guys had like your little like mini one where you had to bring the king and stuff like that but that's almost just like that mm-hmm. almost felt like warm-up to me like yeah. it was this is obviously you guys could do whatever you want you can go off the rails anytime you want mm-hmm. um we already have a couple times but like if you were going to follow the story, you had a finite amount of things that you could do up mm-hmm. until now. And this was really your first decision of like, okay, let's help out Maraxador because like I had set it up that you could do any of it. You could do Maraxador. Um, mm-hmm. You could have went and looked for the King's body because they would have had more leads for the King's body. You could have went and done your own body. Cause they're going to have Johnny flame with you. So like he would have helped you guys basically, what would have happened if you went from one of your bodies is you would have been doing those scenes, but with Johnny flame. So you mm-hmm. would have decided whose body you wanted to go to. He would have gotten like your information. And if that lined up with anything that they already knew, as far as like disappearances and stuff like that, they would have um, like went and did that, you know, like, mm-hmm. but so I have a hypothetical. Yeah. So hypothetically speaking, we pick something else. Would have Johnny Flame got shot with a flaming arrow? <laughs> nope. Um, the this part was exclusive to if you went on the airship. Oh, okay. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> no, Johnny Flame <laughs> is too is too good to be hit by an arrow. But yeah, no the the first part I thought was. It was just kind of a fun, like, calm before the storm, I feel like, because mm-hmm. we went into a lot of lore this part. So, mm-hmm. like, having that part one is kind of like an, an appetizer almost of mm-hmm. you guys getting to do some stuff that you wanted. But it was mostly just, like, figuring out where you wanted to go in the world and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was quite fun. I think I mention this every ep- every time we record, but it's it's so hard because... I, as a player, just love shenanigans and being silly. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, you, you want to play D&D, too. Like, you want to get into the story. So, like, and it's 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 hard when you're on, like, a time constraint to get in the mix of wanting to have the shenanigans and still progress the story. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's hard, at least from, like, my perspective as, like, a DM, because, like, I want to make sure that I'm doing the story justice, but I also want to make sure you guys are getting mm-hmm. something like different and unexpected every episode. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. it is kind of fun, like to have these episodes every now and then where it's like, you guys aren't just casting spells or mm-hmm. swinging like a sword. Like you have to learn to interact with these like characters and these people. And like, I think you guys learned pretty quickly. Like I loved, and again, this is dipping into part two. But I loved the scene with Wolf and um, Shirax because it was very like Wolf not wanting to give up stuff and Shirax being like, look, like you can withhold whatever you want, Mm -hmm. but when you don't find your body, don't come crying to me. Like Mm -hmm. I am going to do whatever I can, but like I need you to help me out with that. And I feel like before then you guys have just had a lot of, NPCs that are either just giving you lore dumps or that you can just like dunk on repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, we love to bring down the social standing of every 
every NPC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, frankly, I think Shirax and Maraxador are the only two you haven't attempted that with yet, so... I feel like the princess as well. That's true, I guess. Adora. Yeah, I guess there hasn't been a lot of interactions with her up until that episode, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have an odd question. And yes. It's very much, in, very much in part one. And uh, maybe this is true to life for me. I don't know, but uh, what 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 did the uh, what did the free breakfast consist of? <laughs> Ooh, you guys actually! I forgot about disguise self or whatever. Only being an hour. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So when you guys said something about breakfast, I did construct a couple of things that was going to happen at breakfast in my head. Um, yeah. But we'll never get to hmm. play those out. And that being said, we'll just move it to something else, and uh, we'll do it boo. later. Um, but it was basically going to be uh, really, really generic um, hotel breakfast food. But Johnny Flame was going to be really excited about it. Like Hell he was yeah. going to be like, "Guys, like they have a waffle maker like <laughs> in a hotel," and he was going to find like little uh, fantasy cereal boxes, like the Kellogg's <laughs> one that you get like four little boxes in one little package. You know, no, and like it does it's like a five seasons hotel or something that mm-hmm. we're staying at. <laughs> yeah no you guys were literally just staying at it like the best western yeah it, it was like if if this was in the u.s it would have been mm-hmm. like 105 dollars a night per person you know <laughs> yeah stay at our finest hotel <laughs> yeah oh that's funny i'm mm-hmm. trying to maybe cut this little tidbit but where did episode one end again uh uh sid roy gonna be taking you on the ss sid roy Okay. Um, oh, so episode one was just us from from the time that we were in our rooms to the time that we left the courtroom or the the mm-hmm. what, the king the king's room. Oh yeah, you guys beat um, Chadwick <laughs> and Gladwick at Thumb Wars. Yeah, you guys won another thirty gold. gold. Yeah, yeah, we did. did now that I introduced. To inventory, Zach? Hmm? Did you remember to add it to your inventory? I did. Yeah. Nice. Now that I've introduced Mesro, I don't feel near, nearly as bad um, giving you guys random gold because it's stuff that mm-hmm. you can just save up and eventually get like another thing or like you guys yeah. like having health potions and stuff. So I don't feel like, at least as of right now, I don't feel like it's going to come back to bite me in the ass. So Yeah, I I would agree with that. I, I plan, I don't know how much, I mean, obviously it depends on how often I have to use them, but I do want to always... I thought about dipping either into another class so I get some healing spells or taking a feat at my next level so I can get like some healing spells. But I think I'm just going to keep a potion nearby and then worst case scenario, you know, use it, maybe keep a couple on hand. So definitely the more gold, the better. Yeah, Ooh. I mean. Sorry, I just remembered. What's up, Joe? Oh, no, that has right write down something for the very end of this. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's funny because like when I think about it, um, not a lot really happened in yeah part one. But it was like, but it was a lot. You, oh, you guys um found a lot more things that you don't really have any context to. You found out that the king is having mm-hmm. like fever dreams. You found out that he's like talking about somebody that might not be the dark one or it could just be. He's having these fever dreams. Um, but you guys also found out about because um 
this was something that I literally just, I like to write things that are going on in the background. That way, if somebody asks to do like an investigation or a perception at random moments, like I can still reward really good roles. And that happened for the first time with Wolf because Joe just asked me to do a perception in that room. And one of the things that I had written down was that like people are going to start gossiping about this vote that's been going on and about the attacks from Hogsfeed about like Stravin, like threatening to like attack evermore pretty much. So like you mm-hmm. guys found out about both of those things, like just being whispered around, whispered around evermore. So this might not have anything to do directly with like episode one, but more like chapter five as a whole, but Jim, what was Danny doing? <laughs> you know, Did I thought about saga? that. Yeah, I thought about that the whole time. Uh, not the whole time, but there was a couple of times where I was like, man, I didn't interact with Danny at all. But it's one of those things like where I come back to it. It's like, you know, I we're trying to progress the story and the shenanigans. Like, I just didn't have time to just like, you know, interact with Danny. And I'm, yeah. I'm still learning as a player, like what it's like to have a familiar, if, if you want to call it a familiar. I mean, I guess, right. you know what I mean? So learning how to interact with it. So I don't, I think... I think Danny was just pretty quiet this episode, you know, Danny, we're we're in a city, you know, Danny's Mm -hmm. probably pretty anxious about being in the city. So I think Danny, yeah. So I think Danny was probably hiding in my robes the whole time. Yeah. Soaking in all the tea. Yes. Yeah. But I thought you slept naked. I did. I did. Yep. She sleeps uh, in my belly button. Interesting. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say going forward, we have finally reached the point where things aren't going to be, oh, 25 things happening per episode. Like we have Mm -hmm. finally reached the point where like you guys have the lore, you have what you're doing. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have, you, you have enough information that like we are going to get to a point where like things are going to slow down. So you guys are going to be you know, mm-hmm. doing some like traveling and stuff like that. So like, there's going to be a lot more time to interact with Danny and like interact with each other and like talk about that stuff. Cause I don't want it to always be this situation of like, Oh, I want to get to do like X, Y, and Z every single episode. So like, I don't want to like spend the time to, mm-hmm. you know, do this shenanigan or whatever, like that a, that's what D and D is. And B, <laughs> That's going to give us some longevity because otherwise I'm going to run out of story pretty damn quick. (laughs) But, um, but no, I just, I want you guys to feel free to do things. And even Mm -hmm. if I have something planned or even if you have like your heart set on something, just know that like, this is part of the story. And if it's going to progress the story, then Mm -hmm. it is worth doing. It's not like detracting from a session. It's not taken away from anything. If we had to, um stretch this episode out to the point of like making those conversations last the entire episode like mm-hmm. that's what we should do instead of rushing like, it oh i have like these things that i want to do mm-hmm. um because when you guys said that you did want to do the airship or whatever like i did have the ending in mind i'm like okay this is probably what we're going to do um but i also need to be more flexible in like every single episode and can't be like the perfect one liner or the perfect like closing. Cause like the 
ending with Sid Roy, I knew that that was going to be an option. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I know for a fact that uh, Joe hates Sid Roy and everybody else <laughs> loves to hate Sid Roy. So this, the fact that they're going to have to go on a trip with him, perfect ending. And yep. end part one right there. Yep. So. <laughs> Another, because um, we'll probably want to start talking about um, part two soon just for time constraints but um i'm excited to go to this new place and meet another bright strike <laughs> yeah i was excited because um me and zach have been talking for like weeks about whether or not he was going to visit his parents and um then we talked about like what they do and everything like that and um i knew his mom was like both of his parents are more on the uh retired end as far as he knew so it was actually a little bit of a Surprise to him, probably, to find out that she is now a head teacher at the big school. Mm. So, so no, question it'll for be Lorcan. interesting. Huh? So, I have a question for Lorcan or Zach, I guess. Um, so, is Lorcan like, how do I word this? Like, d- this isn't the way, way I want to word it, but like, does Lork does Lorcan's family like, are they? disappointed that he can't like he wasn't able to cast magic like is he like an outcast or like is it like like how how is their relationship <laughs> tune uh, in to chapter six to find out oh, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah no i'm kidding i'm kidding um the way i thought of it was i don't think they necessarily have a bad relationship but he's the only bright strike who wasn't able to cast so i mm-hmm. think he himself probably looks more down on himself than mm-hmm. he probably actually is. Okay. Um, I guess that's as far as I've kind of gone with it. Like, yeah. I, like I said, I wouldn't say they have a bad relationship, but he makes it worse on himself. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I mean, some of the things you just don't think about, I mean, stuff just mm-hmm. progresses naturally, you know, that's the magic yeah. of D and D. So mm-hmm. yeah. I am excited to have another bright strike, though. Yeah, I think it'll I mean, be fun for you guys to another meet the lineage that Lorcan comes mm-hmm. from. Another. All right. So what about what about Brindy? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I actually. Get, oh, that's that's episode two. So maybe that's a good segue into episode two, right? No, that's yeah. True. I mean, we yeah. could start talking about both parts. I just like yeah. to try to do the first one. Yeah. But yeah, I liked both of them. Like, I liked. Um, it was Brindy Swift Branch and Bronovan. Yeah. Yeah. Props Janitor Bronovan. Mm-hmm. I you know, you don't come prepared for anything, but if he put you on the spot and you you delivered. It, it took me a few minutes. I'm glad he, I'm glad he like cut to someone else for a few minutes. But yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this quick thing with the sword, and that whole turned into a whole goddamn thing, so Regardless, um, yeah, everything's fair game now. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but um, so what did you guys think of part two? Man, part two is where it was at. There was a lot of shit that happened, and I am all for it. Yeah. I am excited for part two. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Jim. You, no, 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 go, please. I, I nonstop talk, so go ahead. Uh, well, I actually had a question. I had a question for you, for, for you actually. 
Oh, cool. So, so when you were talking to uh, when you were talking to Shrax, Shrax. Oh, yep. About uh, <clears throat> your experience, did you mm -hmm. purposefully leave out the medallion? Medallion. Your, your oh. necklace. Um. Or did not purposefully. No. Just okay. No, I, I guess actually I didn't even. That is just Jimmy having a bad memory. Um, I got you. I wasn't sure if it was even totally relevant, but I figured I was curious about it because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's definitely me just having a bad memory. It's hard to recall all the details that I've mm -hmm. come up with. But I mean, um, I play it up as you know, like Silas is obviously very nervous about this whole situation and everything's been going on, so he might have forgotten to put out a few details. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. I was also so close to revealing um, what the secret that my mother told. <laughs> I was waiting was. for that. Yeah, but I just didn't feel like the right time. It didn't feel, I mean, it felt relevant, but it didn't feel 100% relevant. So it's going to wait and you guys are going to have to wait a little bit longer. I can't wait for like this whole thing to when I finally tell you guys and be like, oh, cool, that's stupid. Like all that build up for nothing. <laughs> but no, no um, yeah, that. it was, it was, it was fun. Like my, my anxiety was like through the roof mm -hmm. as Silas, just because I was like, you know, you put us in this situation and it was, I genuinely didn't know what to do. Like I, I think I had mentioned like, so originally I had no plans on talking to Adora. Um, my um my actual plan and you can cut this because it is something that i'm going to want to do after um or you can leave it in i don't care um but i actually wanted to go check out um, my parents house um where they used to live and my mother's like workshop to see if there was any clues as to where they went or anything like that but it just one of those things where there just wasn't enough time you know and it felt more right to you know where we were going to be questioned by this person silas should talk to adora so right well and i know originally because your original plan was to ask for mm -hmm. a pardon yeah. from the king yeah so. so and i mean i i you know i mean i didn't know that he was not going to be you know well and willing to talk so that's why i was like okay well who's running things you know and i knew that you know we had talked about that i had had a relationship with um adora so i was like you know i feel like that's my best shot. And I mean, if it turns out that Silas gets put in jail, then that's the way it is. And great. That'll create a whole nother fucking thing that we're going to have to deal with. <laughs> this yeah. and I do have something about that that I want to say too. Yeah. But I do like that this entire campaign has just turned into um, you guys wanting to talk to the king in the next episode and me giving <laughs> you a new reason why you can't. Seriously. <laughs> it's like my life mission has been to talk to the king. Yep. It's just going to be a running joke. We're going to be on episode like 74 and it's going to be like, all right, the king has finally like made his way out of the uh, like ocean depths. Like, mm -hmm. can we go talk to him now? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, he just got taken by a dragon. What? A flaming arrow. <laughs> oh, he died again. Um, you have to go find his body first. <laughs> no, I really, I really liked the Adora scene because I knew that there was background stuff that you didn't even know of. So like mm -hmm. in your head, 
you're like doing this big bold brave thing where you're like okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna come clean about who i am and like it's just gonna be it's just gonna be what it is it's like when you have really bad social anxiety (laughs) and like you get called into like a meeting or something and you're like okay they're gonna get mad at me because i keep like calling out or something and then they call you and it's like all right, so somebody's stolen like eight million dollars. What do you know about that? And you're like, oh god, it's worse than I thought. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, did I throw you off guard by talking to Adora? Like you said, you didn't. No, you didn't have anything I was, planned for it, but I was going to actually suggest it, but I want to try to stop like DM mm-hmm. like recommendations and stuff like that, unless you guys like roll for them or anything like that but um because you were talking about the king and you're like man now i don't know what to do like i don't want to keep wasting my spell slot for this like, yeah i don't want to do this and i'm like I, i've gotten like two kingdom people that you can talk to and they will both hear you out like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it was just one of those things you know like in the moment trying to figure out what to do panicking you know like mm-hmm. uh, it, <laughs> so transition because it has to do with that i feel very bad that wolf you know made this beautiful mask and now silas for the time being doesn't need to use it i thought that was very funny (laughs) did you charge him actual gold to use it to make that's what i that's what i chose to use Mm -hmm. um because it says it's like so whatever i make has to have like some metal and Mm -hmm. i don't know that i have much metal on me like besides coins and it says like you can use coins Mm-hmm. So I, figured, I think the only other thing you have is those chains from the first episode. I think I used oh. them on my armor. He did. Oh, did you? Yeah, I do remember that. Oh, I thought you used your armor as like the armor. I used my armor, the chains, and the wood. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so you're fresh out. Yeah. Gotta go, gotta go <laughs> harvest some more wood. Maybe some shells. I like that every session that we end Zach talks about how aggro Lorcan got. And then every session when we start, he just like finds specific <laughs> things about NPCs and mm-hmm. just tries to needle at them until they get mad at him. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. <laughs> Dude. Uh, he was supposed to be kind of, kind of a laid back character. And honestly, he's just as big of a douche as all my other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I just really enjoy it because, like, even when you're talking to, like, Shrax and stuff like that, they'll ask you, like, a simple question. And instead of, like, oh, this person's trying to help me find my body, Lorcan's like, all right, let me tell you about my sleeping bag. <laughs> yep, just complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't remember what the exact joke was anymore because that was, like, a whole hour and a half ago. But that joke was the best thing I've heard all day. It was, um... I told him to zip it, and he said that he can't. <laughs> Wait, what was the joke? I literally told them to zip it, and he went, I can't. I lost it. <laughs> the sleeping bag. Oh. <laughs> I still yes. like that. That was so good. Dude, yeah. Joe, when Joe lost it, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> this, the, that, that whole thing, like the whole interview with Lorcan and Shrax was great because these interviews, like, I feel like my interview had a completely opposite sort of feel to it. Lorcan was like, I feel like interviews are 
normally when you're interviewing someone about their dead body, I feel like the normal reaction would be like, you know, kind of serious. And Lorcan was just, Lorcan was just Lorcan and it was great. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm interested to see like Lorcan's story unfold because he's very sassy and very like one liney. And I do think a lot of that comes from his place of like, overcompensating for not being able to cast and now he's got like this swagger of like (laughs) you know i never got to be the adventurer and now i'm the adventurer so even though you know my body's gone like this is all i've ever wanted yeah over honestly lorkin's living his best life at the moment (laughs) like in his mind he's missing his body but like and asleep no he's digging this he's digging this that's true if he had a sleeping bag he would be living his entire dream you know i think that's one of his biggest regrets in life right now <laughs> he fucking threw that in the water <laughs> oh man so yeah sid roy got shot with an arrow man what a way to end the episode i jesse i will give you props you are a killer dm i i you you surprise me every single episode in a good way like it was very well everything just for somebody who tells me that they don't prepare anything and you know very sloppy with their notes you know you you're a very good dm so i just wanted to give you a compliment um, i agree with AI, that. AI appreciated it. it sounded like we were going into the butt territory where no, i was gonna no. get called out for something no. <laughs> I was like, oh no what i do no i mean um, i i like I've, I've said before like any type any lore dump like any extra information like i'm all for it and like mm-hmm. every time we had a question like you were just bam just like that had an answer you know like yeah this is props. probably the world that i've thought the most about but there's still yeah. things that like i haven't completely fleshed out like yeah. you in the i think having little like tidbits of stuff going on in my head of like things that i can pull from mm-hmm. is going to like help out with that because like the whole um nico getting paid thing could have never come up if you didn't have this conversation with adora <laughs> like you wouldn't have known that nico was missing mm-hmm. because like you guys didn't know where he had gone after that or whatever um so there's like a lot of that stuff that like i knew but i wasn't necessarily gonna like start yeah. dropping those hints yet mm-hmm. and like the arrow thing was just because like i had the idea so originally um my first thought was that it was going to hit the boat captain Mm -hmm. because he's the only other specific person um that came with you guys on the boat or whatever and i thought it would have been fun to make one of you guys um pilot the ship so it wasn't the boat captain that shot it Joe, you don't know that because clearly I changed my idea. So maybe maybe I switched the whole thing and it was the boat captain that shot him. Maybe. I just really liked the double twist because there was a small part of me that almost didn't do the arrow and mm-hmm. started off hot next session mm-hmm. because I started saying, like, you guys are pulling away from Evermore. And it was like a full circle from when you pulled up to Evermore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I like started talking about Sid Roy being like, oh, like 
I don't forgive you. And the look on Jim's face of like, cause he thought, at least I think he thought like Sid Roy was about to fuck him. Like, be yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like obvious. I don't think, I don't think Silas and Sid Roy were as close as, um, Adora and Silas. I, I mean, I think we talked about it in that in the episode because he's a little bit younger, but I still think mm-hmm. like, obviously Silas knows that this is a pretty traumatic thing to find out for Sid Roy. So like, I, you know, as much as I'd like to make fun of him and hate him, like I got to let him make his peace and things like that. So if he, if that means him hating me and yelling at me, then it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, you guys already know Sid Roy is not the, not the brightest crayon in the box there. So like, you getting kicked out of Evermore, no matter what like the relationship was, like he's just going to project what he's been told on to like Silas. So like mm-hmm. that's just how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So when when you first so, like, I could tell that you like we were kind of like getting close to wrapping up the session, but like then he interjected with like a like a, a very enunciated but. I was like, oh boy, yeah. I was like, oh yep. boy, what's happening now? But when you first said what you did, I thought, uh, like for whatever reason, in my in my mind, I pictured Sid Roy like dropping his act and actually being like an enemy or like a mastermind. I don't know why, because mm-hmm. there wasn't really much evidence. Well, that was the that. look on Jim's face too. Like it literally looked like Sid Roy was about to like drop the ball on him and be like, you know, hey, guess what, brother. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I, by the way, we're not headed towards this place. We're headed towards some other player. I don't know. I, I didn't know what I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I wasn't sure like which way it was gonna lean. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if he had fully just attacked me himself, like I wouldn't have been I would have been surprised, but like I wouldn't have been surprised. Like I didn't know where it was going. And that's like caught the me magic off more, of D&D. Caught me more off guard with what you did, actually, than that's what i was kind of hoping for because i knew the second i had him start talking because like i could see the the look on you guys face because you knew we were wrapping up Mm -hmm. so i could tell you guys were waiting for sid roy to say something that was going to be the ending of the episode Mm -hmm. and so when i had the arrow when i rolled the dice and i wish i i wish we recorded this man because the look on zach's face was actually great because like zach was kind of like withdrawn from this ending piece but like when i rolled the dice zach was like oh god what's happening (laughs) (laughs) oh shit and i really liked that part it was good yeah um i do want to go to the questions real quick but do you guys have any um anything else you want to talk about or do you have any like little predictions of what you think's what could have been happening or anything i have a prediction but i don't want to say it because then if i'm right then you might change it so i won't (laughs) um does anybody else have any predictions actually Uh, i'm pretty stumped i had one and then it just like went out the window so as of right now no um i'll go with the one because the other one I'm still fleshing out in my mind. Um, but one of the first ones that I thought of was being attacked by Stravin, maybe. That's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's one of the first ones I thought of. The second one is more of a political type thing, like I know with the vote coming out, and like, uh, I actually wonder if Nico, like, maybe hired, like, I don't know who shot this arrow at Sidroy, but obviously Sidroy would be next in line for the king to be the, well, I don't know if Adora would be or Sidroy would be depending mm-hmm. on how the rules are in your world but you know he's the guy so normally he would be next in line um so are they trying to take out the lineage you know kill the king kill the son you know like things like that like is nico behind it um, that would probably be my second kind of guess so those are my predictions yeah hell yeah yeah i uh you know i think so i originally you, you did remind me because I was thinking that could be Stravin, but like I obviously forgot and like I hadn't really fleshed it out. I just had like Stravin come to mind for a quick second and I was like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the logic, at least like according to me, like logically, the political one makes more sense. Yeah. Just because. I, and I, I love the I, political idea. Like I think anything, like that that's such a any backstab like mastermind type stuff like i am here for it like that right is, that is a way to get me hyped up for sure i mean like because like i don't remember the guard's name but he openly insulted sidroy in front of mm-hmm. you know the divine and <laughs> yeah it was awesome and no one said I think his anything. name was todd so, yeah it was yeah. todd yep yep so yeah he did that and I, no one really this said is probably anything. gonna blow you guys mind but Todd wasn't planned. What? No way. He was no planned. Way. What? And he just no, shot. He, was... he just shot Sid Roy in the back. <laughs> Maybe it was Todd Maybe. all along. Did we it's ever? Always Todd. Did we ever figure out how far away we were from uh, Evermore? Because in that case, the arrow would have had to been coming from Magella in the area or direction of Magella, unless he was facing the back of the ship. So I guess the direction, like the direction on the ship that he was standing was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse, what are the ballistics of uh, of this arrow? Uh, you forgot to look, so now it's lost oh, was forever. He, was he standing with his back towards Evermore or his back towards Magello? Because you said he went uh, out in front of us. What's that? I, I said, because you said he stepped out in front of us, so I wasn't sure if he stepped, like, with his back facing Magella or his back facing or his back facing like the area of Evermore. Yeah, screw it. We'll give everybody a little beyond the roll um, secret here. Um, he did step out in front, so he was facing. He would have been fit because you guys were turned to look at Evermore, mm-hmm. and yep. then he stepped out and you turned to face him. So, so were we he... still in Evermore when this all happened? What? Were we still in Evermore when this all happened? No, you were out over the water and stuff. You were heading towards the island. Okay, so it's been like, like it's not, we're it's not like a minute away from Evermore or whatever. Like, is this like yeah? I said that the um, like the lights and stuff like that were starting mm-hmm. to fade out behind you guys, and you okay. weren't able to like see it very clearly or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but he would have been facing towards Evermore. Oh, so his back was probably turned either to the water or toward Magella then. Yep. So in that case, it's either someone's stealth on the ship or it's either someone, someone has long-range friggin' sniping magic that I want and Magella. 
Or underwater, I guess. Yeah, it could be. There are options. Is he going to make death saving throws next episode? I mean, I didn't say it killed him. I okay. said it hit I wasn't him in the sure. Butt. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. Depends if he went negative his HP. Hell yeah. Wolf's going to heal. Yeah, you guys want to uh you guys want to answer a little fan question? Yeah, sure. You no, know I do. We want to roll to see who gets to pick one? Yeah, for sure, but um while you guys get your dice and stuff ready, I just want to say um, huge shout out to the people on Twitter. I think we ended up with like five or six different questions. And again, like we haven't even released episodes, like we've only released a prologue. So people have no reason to have any interest in us. And we've already been getting questions and it's freaking awesome. Me and Jimmy have been nerding out about it all day. We've been <laughs> texting and back and forth about them and, and stuff. And I mean, I don't want to make any decisions, but from what I... I believe like we're going to, you know, if we don't pick your question this time, like we may use it another beyond the roll. Um, you know, we're, we're, we'll keep it. I have a notebook of them written down, so uh, I'm going to keep it, you know, and, you know, heck, maybe if we get enough questions, we'll just do a question and answer extra episode sometime. Who knows? That was my plan, too, is if for some reason we got like a. Because, like, we'll post these when the Beyonds are coming out. So if we get, like, a bevy of questions yeah. and we just have too much of a backlog, yeah, um, we'll just do, like, a cool little question and answer thing and yeah. we'll knock them all out in one episode. A little, little relax by the fire, grab some gin, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that pop sack. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys want to roll? Yeah. Down. Highest gets to pick? Yep. Oh, am I supposed to roll too? Yeah. I got a nine. Seventeen. Got an eight. I got a three. <laughs> Let me know which one you pick, Zach, so that way we can shout out the um the person who did it as well. Um what non D D roleplay sources inspired your cast? Ooh, that's um, a good question. Video games, other TTRPGs, movies, etc. Hell yeah. I like All that right. one a lot. Me too. Let me find... I'll have it here. Prepared. So that came from at D&D or not. What non-D&D roleplay sources inspire your cast, video games, other TTRPGs, movies, etc. I think Zach should have to go first since he rolled highest. Yeah, I'll just cut in super quick. Um, just so everybody knows, to D&D or not to D&D is actually another actual play podcast. So if you guys are interested in checking that out um get them a follow over on twitter and they got all their uh links and stuff in there but it looks like they're just starting a new saga yeah. so you know what i need something new to listen to at work so i will be giving your guys's new saga a listen hell yeah heck yeah all right go ahead Zach. um yeah so I guess my two major sources for Lorcan in particular would be honestly it'd be the World of Warcraft gnomes. They're very <laughs> eccentric in that video game. They have a high pitched voice. Um, honestly, even his generalized look in my head kind of came from that, just because I played for so long. Um, and honestly, my son watch it used to watch uh, Sid the Science Kid when he was growing <laughs> up, and. Uh, that was a huge reference for Lorcan's voice. Um, 
I wanted something loud, annoying, and easily <laughs> remembered. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much where Lorcan came from. Hell yeah. I love it. So are we, sorry, are we trying to, what does what the question say? What non-D&D roleplay sources inspire your cast? So can we just like talk about stuff like, does it have to be about our character or um, can it just be like, if I was DMing, like what are some of the things that I might pull from for um, interest? I would do a mix. Like if you have anything specific to okay. Silas, cool. definitely um, talk about it. But if not, then move on. Did I roll yeah. Pius next? I think uh, so. You rolled a nine, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I rolled an eight. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know if Silas came specifically from any, like, anything specific that I like. Um, Jesse and I shot back and forth a lot on character ideas. Um, but, I mean, some of the stuff that I like to pull from, I mean, I, I work overnight, so I have a lot of time to listen to stuff. So, um, audiobooks, um, I listen to a lot of D&D podcasts. Um, I mean, I personally am trying right now, um, in my like spare time, I'm trying to, um, build a homebrew world. Um, and I want to make it more political based. Um, so I'm drawing a lot of interest from like Game of Thrones. Um, I'm rereading the books and, um, rewatching the shows. Um, so I'd say right now my biggest um, like source that's been inspiring me is probably Game of Thrones. Yeah, I knew you were like super Game of Thrones heavy. Mm-hmm. So Game of Thrones, um, yeah. I'd say that's probably about one you, of Jeff? my favorite things. Um, so I uh, I actually haven't been playing Dungeons and Dragons or any tabletop role playing games for that long. Um, I haven't had I didn't really didn't have too much of a chance to do so a lot. So this is like super exciting for me to keep on being, being able to play this but um like i take some 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 ideas from like video games like skyrim um and other like open world rpgs and stuff like that that have elements of ex- exploration in them um wolf didn't really come from any outside sources i was just kind of poking through the classes and playing with the dice rolls and playing with the backgrounds that were already provided and kind of assigned a story to it. Um, but I think most of the ins- inspiration or ideas that I use are like very passively going towards uh, a campaign that I'm designing for us, just like kind of as a side thing in the meantime, if we ever like need to do it. But like I've, I've taken a lot of ideas from like Legends of Zelda, Wind Waker specifically, and One Piece specifically, which is an anime if you don't know it. But I take a lot of inspiration from video games and animes in general. But as of right now, I could only honestly say that Wind Waker and One Piece and some Skyrim have been mine. But Dope. Yeah. And mine's not going to be super interesting because um, mine is like an amalgamation of literally everything that I do. Um, I just love media and I don't have like the background that most people do. Like I've never seen, um, any of the Lord of the Rings. I've never seen Harry Potter. Um, like a lot of the stepping stones that would pull you into D and D like I've never consumed. And so like D and D was really my first 
like foray into this kind of like fantasy and like this kind of like world and stuff like that. So that's why you'll see a lot in the stuff that I do. I tend to default into using humans a lot just because that's like what pops into my head first. And that's what I've been trying to change more and like just make it so that the worlds feel more like realistic and stuff like that. So a lot of like a lot of my world building is solely through other D based things. So that is a super answer to the question. Um, but as far as like crafting storylines and stuff like that, um, the two biggest ones, obviously you guys know, like I am like a huge wrestling fan and oh, yeah. I did the like e-fetting and stuff like that, which for if there's one niche person out there that's ever heard of it, I will be shocked. Um, unless you're listening, Larry tact, you keep liking all of our stuff. So I'll give you a little shout out, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I grew up with like e-fetting, which is just like basically wrestling role play. So you create your own character, like you base it off of like either other wrestlers or something like that. But like that really trained me as far as like getting people's like dialogues and like building stories and stuff like that. Um, and the rest of it is literally anything that I watch. Um, the most recent thing that I pulled a lot of stuff from that I haven't really like introduced much of anything yet but um was we watched the lucifer series um and literally just anything that i find interesting that like i could adapt to a DD campaign i just have a running note list on my phone and i'll just like throw shit at the wall and i'll be like oh like this could be cool this could be cool this could be cool um i've literally found it with the stupidest things like we'll be watching like reality tv show or something and somebody will have some weird thing that mm-hmm. happened to them in their like actual life. And I'll be like, Ooh, I could put that in a D and D campaign. And I'll like throw a note because like 95% of the time I don't use any of it, but like, you know, when I start looking for ideas, cause I like to vary things session to session. And it's really dependent on what I'm into at the moment. Mm-hmm. Cause like the first time I ever DM'd, it was very Diablo heavy because like I was, into like the Diablo and Diablo lore and stuff like that. Hell yeah. um, so like if we hit a part in our campaign where we go more dark, like even when I was like describing like the dark ones domain and stuff like that, like I will research like other things like, like Diablo and things like that, that fit that theme. That way I can get into the headspace to switch from like, all right, it's time to go from fat wiener jokes to, Mm-hmm. This like <laughs> weird, creepy area and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in the world's most roundabout answer, um, whatever I happen to watch when I'm getting ready to prep my next session. So basically, like the circle on Netflix. Um, I can't come up with a specific example, but I would not be shocked if I've written down a note that has to do with the circle. <laughs> Dude, new episodes today. Kayla and I watched I know. them. Did you? Yep. Yep. Bastard. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to do one more, or do you think you want to call it quits? Oh, we can do one more. Do we have, like, a shorter one? We can just close it out? I was thinking, like, uh, who was your first D&D character might be fun. Yeah, that'll be a quick one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start back at the top and have Zach go again. Sure. Yeah, who was it that submitted it? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
Let me get in the thing, because I have it right here. Oh, good goodness. All right, it was at Guildmaster AXD. Who, what was your very first D&D character? Thank you for the yes, question. Yes, and just to uh, keep the shoutouts rolling here, um, just because especially we just launched Twitter, um, Guildmaster was actually one of our first followers. I can't remember exactly where they came in, but um, they were liking and tweeting about us early, early on. So I do want to say thank you about that. Um, go check out their Twitter. It looks like they do some DMing and stuff like that, but I also know they do a lot of really cool um, 2D art. I've been retweeting a lot of it. So if you follow us on Twitter, you've probably seen it, but they do this like cool thing where they um, will like draw these like anime style art pieces Mm -hmm. and they will do like little contests where they reveal like, you know, if they get 10 likes, they'll reveal like the feet to the knees. And then if they get 20 likes, they'll reveal like upwards or whatever until the character model is like fully revealed. And they're doing that for a lot of the characters. It looks like that they either use in their world or it says they do a Twitch too. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, check that out. It's super cool. I'm a big fan of it. Oh yeah. So yeah, Zach, oh, first character. Right. Um, so my first character was Endreven. The he was a, I think it was either a, a full elf or a half elf wizard. I can't mm-hmm. remember at the moment. Um, as far as like the actual character itself, I remember I had an extremely hard time with that character. <laughs> Obviously, it was my first character. First time playing D and D. First time even really thinking about playing D and D. Um, so he was probably the most silent character you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny coming from Lorcan. Yeah. Yep. You've grown so much. Um, back. I will I say, know, I'm so Indre- sorry. Indrevan <laughs> was um, a character for one of my first sessions because that was the first time you'd ever played. Was when I was DMing, yep. and um in Dreven, zach came in like balls deep with his backstory though like he had this big fucking backstory that was like badass like he had been like <sighs> kept in like an evil wizard's tower his entire life so he oh, had like was this the super awkward guy like mm-hmm. yeah he was yeah. super awkward had no and you idea always yeah. hid behind barrels and shit <laughs> yeah. yeah you like didn't understand the mechanics of D. like you're just a wizard like not doing anything it was so awesome. <laughs> yeah i didn't I did nothing. (laughs) The backstory was so cool, though. Like, he had, like, an entire thing written out about, like, this wizard mentor that ended up being, like, evil. So he basically had, like, Stockholm Syndrome for Mm -hmm. this guy. And, like, he wanted to, like, go out and, like, adventure and stuff like that because he had finally, like, I can't remember, like, the wizard died or something. So he got to leave the tower and it was was almost like a Rapunzel story. (laughs) Mm hmm. It was real good, though. I was yep. into it. And then you hid behind a bunch of barrels and the campaign ended. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah, that's a good, it's a good game yeah. for sure. What about you, Jim? I don't remember my first character, so I will just tell you guys the, like, the first one I do remember, and that was playing Pathfinder um, with Jesse, actually. Um, I don't remember the name, anything. I do believe I might have been, like, cleric or a paladin but all i remember about the character is we went to like this church and we were staying there at the night 
and I asked if I could <laughs> sleep with the the nun that lived there and rolled a nat 20 and my DM didn't give it to me. And back then I was naive and thought a nat 20 should be an auto success. Um, and I was butthurt, but I don't remember anything about the character. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> so I, they were female, right? It was. Yeah. 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 It was. That is, I do remember that. I want to say it was like another, it, it was, I think it was like a spellcaster of some kind. Um, maybe like a cleric or a paladin or yeah, I don't remember. wizard druid. That, That's literally like all that. I remember is that. Like, yeah, the, the only thing I remember about it is rolling that nap 20 to try to sleep in bed with her that night and you didn't give it to me. No. You don't think you gave me anything for it either. Like. You were just like, no, it's not happening. No, that was like, I think one of the first times I I had DM'd. Mm-hmm. And like in my head when I had first started, I was like, okay, characters are built for this. Yeah. And everyone's super serious and like yep. they're yeah. not going to be fucked with. And then like you tried to do this and I'm like, no, this is a woman <laughs> of the law. Like she is a religion. <laughs> and I mean, to just think about us now, like me doing that, like I, I can just only imagine. Yeah. D&D awesome, guys. It sure is, man. What about you, Joe? Uh, so my first... I don't remember my first D&D character very well, but my first ever character for a tabletop was a half-orc barbarian named Gorg in Pathfinder 2E. And Hell yeah. It was, it was quite the... Uh, we, we never finished the campaign. There's We didn't really do back... We didn't really do backstories or anything like that. Like we made, I think, if anything, we did a very brief one, but it was uh, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. We, uh, I ended up like one of the best moments I had with like one of the only moments I remember is that like one of the first sessions I had wanted to know if I could throw my axe, like my throw my two handed axe. And I ended up like throwing it right into someone's head and killed them. And it was, it was amazing because I didn't even have the raging thrower feet. And, uh, he ended up telling a uh, banshee he'd get married to her after his quest was over and never finished it. But ah, shame, man. I think we yeah. were talking about this with somebody on Twitter earlier, but I didn't even realize that there was a, a 2E Pathfinder. Oh, Me yeah, either. I yeah. saw that on. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I, I mean, Pathfinder was so I mean, we only played it a few times, I think, Jesse, but it was there was a lot of skills. For yes, Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. I love Pathfinder. I actually I, played Pathfinder for like mm-hmm. probably two years because like um when i played with my other group of people from high school mm-hmm. um we only played pathfinder mm-hmm. and um i really liked pathfinder until i started playing 5e yeah and then i'm like oh wait now i actually know what D means because before i was just really overwhelmed with all these stats so i was lucky to like mm-hmm. figure out what i was supposed to be rolling and when yeah. and then when i started 5e i'm like oh wait there's an actual game to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so, I think we switched because of the uh, the app. It was made it so much easier to yeah. actually get everything done. For so. sure. Yeah, because we even I think we did a game um, with Zach for Pathfinder. Yeah. Was, yeah I, was actually, that I think Andreven? I think Andreven was Pathfinder because yeah. I know we started Pathfinder and then I think maybe even the same campaign or like couple weeks later we decided to switch to 5e or whatever but well i remember i got super horned up 
on uh, D&D back then. So yeah. I like I barely knew how to play. And I was like, all right, Jesse, I'm DMing a campaign on yep. right next mm-hmm. to yours. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. So for what it's for what it's worth, I guess the only thing I can remember about my first D&D character was that it was a drow, a paladin, and he was a Oath of Vengeance. And it was the campaign in Descent to Avernus. And oh, hell yeah. I played one session and that was it. <laughs> Hell yeah. They they never started. Or, I don't know. I just never got back to it, but that was that. Hell yeah. Descent into Avernus is so cool. Sorry, I don't need to get sidetracked. Jesse, what's yours? Oh yeah, I forgot that I didn't go. Um my first character was a barbarian and um I did a random name generator because I was bashful about playing D and i didn't want to play it and um my friends talked me into it because one of the other guys that we went to school with was moving to florida mm-hmm. and as his going away thing he wanted to dm a D session but they only had two people um so they guilted me into playing and i did the random name generator and my name was jacob snow and i'm like that's a stupid name for a barbarian so i became uh, the world's nicest barbarian and all I would do is walk up to people and introduce myself <laughs> and like shake their hands and stuff like that. Um, and then um, the other people we were playing with were those really annoying, like early D and D players who no matter what the DM would try to do, they would just purposely not do what he wanted just for fun. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so he'd be like, oh, like you see this like goblin walk into the tavern and you see like a flash of gold in his pocket. And they'd be like, I don't care. We keep drinking. And he's like, that's fine. Like the goblin mm-hmm. like starts to run away and they're like, whatever, like we're going to still do this. He's like, OK, like this guy comes up to you and is like, hey, give me all your gold or like, you know, I'm going to beat you up. And they're like, OK, we give him our gold. <laughs> Was this Chester <laughs> and, like, and Ron? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like something but, they would uh, do. Yeah, it wasn't very good at all. And um, then we did eventually start playing because we played for like five hours or something. And it was awful at the time because I didn't understand anything that was happening. Um, and my barbarian had the like thing where if you get knocked down, you pop back up mm-hmm. with one HP. And I used my final potion on... Um, somebody who had been downed mm-hmm. and I was like, this is the ultimate sign of me being friendly. And then I died <laughs> and they didn't revive me. They could have, they just didn't got to look out for yourself. Yeah. Got to look out for yourself. Apparently that's the lesson. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you everybody that submitted questions. And again, we will um, keep the ones that we didn't do. And we will definitely be trying to talk about all of them because, again, I can't imagine we're going to be inundated with questions, um, but keep them coming. I genuinely love them and they're like so fun to think about, like a lot of this stuff I haven't thought about in years. So it's so fun to think about it and even things like where do you draw your inspirations from? Like sometimes I do it and I don't even notice. So it's cool to have to like sit and think and be like, OK, like what am I actually like mm. drawing inspiration from and everything like that? But we're going to wrap this one up here. Um, I'm a sleepy boy and we've been recording for a while and I need to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> but thank you everybody for joining us. Um, this was a super fun episode and hopefully a really fun 
uh, beyond for you guys. I do like um, ending it with this question thing. So if you guys like that, let us know. Um, and if you want us to do a full question and answer episode, like, you know, hell yeah, we're definitely into that. Yeah. Maybe we'll um, run like a little contest or something and see like if we get X amount of downloads or whatever you may have you will do that. Mm-hmm. If that's something you're interested in, but until next time, um, yeah, we, we still haven't figured out how to close this out other than make it fun of the time Joe shit said shit. So, um, this is behold the role signing shit. off. <laughs> shit. All right. Now it's just getting weird. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys.